I tell you, I got a big kick out of reading. You know, I look at the publicity and and uh, on the new book, but I noticed you you write this column. I think with your daughter, do you share it? Yeah. You kind of go back and forth. Take turns, yeah. Take turns, yeah. And I, I loved some of the things I was reading online because, um, oh, here's a line, and we'll just throw it out there for people who might not have seen it, and and then we'll we'll go back and let you give the context. If okay. you throw a pandemic at me, then a war, sooner or later, I'm going to watch some lady get a new pair of sneakers. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about watching something online, like opening boxes and right. Unboxing wrote about that. Well, I feel very, very lucky and blessed in my life. Thanks for having me, Steve. I write a lot of different things. I've written historical fiction. I have this thriller, What Happened to the Bennetts, but I also get to write humor for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And I guess I've been doing that for 12 years now, and people can read it on my Facebook page every Sunday morning if they want a little lift. It's kind of like Irma Bombeck, and I'm... <laughs> Uh, I love doing it. But, you know, I just noticed about unboxing videos and I thought about it with respect to what happened to the Bennetts, which is this novel, because I'm going to uh, open a box of books this Monday night on the air and, uh, and on Facebook Live, rather. And I thought, how funny are these times we live in? And and I, I've opened, I guess I've had 43 books and I've opened a box of them for the first time 43 times and it never gets old and it always is great. And I thought, just write about that. Uh, yeah, because when you say, does it ever get old? Here's your answer. Have you had spaghetti? And you said, <laughs> right. yeah, I've had spaghetti a million times and I could have it a million more times. Right. So, I, so. Thank you. for See, I'm sitting here laughing at my own lines. It's great. But that's how I felt. And the truth is, you know, whenever you write anything, whether it's humor, whether it's a thriller, whether it's historical fiction, whatever, just a novel, um, it has to be real. It has to be authentic. And you have to think about, channeling a person and, and just saying something true, even if it's fictional, even if it's emotionally true. So that's what I try to do all the time in anything I write. And it's very kind of you to bring up that that the column because I think all writing feeds other writing. And these right, categories right. of genre, you know, they're just superficial. So that I've always written about love and family and justice. That's what interests me. So whether I'm writing it in the eternal and historical fiction, which is set in Mussolini's time, or I'm writing What Happens to the Bennetts, which is set in modern day Delaware, it doesn't matter. It's really what, what do you care about and what are you writing about? Now you've written, uh, as you said, 43, you, you, you're yeah. keeping score. So 43 books and, and obviously great success, uh, millions sold. And, you know, is, is it, difficult to come up with a new theme to well just see i did this i did that what am i going to do this time i mean how i know you said you want to keep it real but how right. difficult is it at your point where you've done so many it's not difficult at okay. all it's, first of all i'm so lucky and happy and blessed about it and the truth is you get you have ideas all the time you're like oh <clears throat> for example what happened to the bennett's is a is kind of a what if book and it begins with somebody being tailgated now Right. That's where I got the idea because I really hate being tailgated and I'm a good girl. So I go the speed limit. I don't go too fast. And when I'm going the normal speed limit, I go in the slow lane. I let people, I, I'll always let people pass me. I don't get like my ego involved with my driving mm -hmm. um, as large as my ego can be. But I, I also, um, so I thought, well, what if, what if I got car what if a normal family got carjacked and the carjacking went terribly wrong and then they find themselves in the witness protection program and that's just the next novel so that's the idea that occurs to you and you have to run with it 
because you can't not, it's in your brain because you can't get it out. And also I don't um, write with an outline, which is kind of crazy, but also great because you, to me, I would be like writing Mad Libs. I don't want to fill in blanks when I write. So I'm like mm -hmm. every day go, oh my God, what would this, what would Jason, who's the dad do next? What would his wife do? What would his kid do? How will this experience affect them? And it all dovetails with my themes of family and justice and love. Now, how bad a, a problem is, just to seize on one of the points of the new book, we're mm -hmm. talking with Lisa Scarlini about what happened to the Bennetts. Uh, how bad a problem is carjacking where you are? Well, I think it's very interesting because I always do my research. And being having written crime fiction for like 30 years, I know a lot of police and FBI people. And, you know, the, the real true fact is it happens less often than you think. But it's the kind of thing that it certainly does happen and depending on where you are what you drive and it also is the kind of thing though that uh, like random like random violence generally sadly strikes fear so that even if it happens once it's the kind of thing where people extrapolate and go instantly oh my god oh my god oh my god that could be me yeah and well, so i, I good oh i was gonna say because i i'm here in peoria but we get Chicago radio and, mm -hmm. and media, and mm -hmm. it's been a big problem up there. Big right. problem, and it's and it's yeah. problem in Philadelphia too. Yeah. And it will it will wax and wane, and yeah. none of us yeah. really understand why that happens. Well, I'm sure experts do, but the so the crime, the criminologists I've spoken to can't always predict that. But that also is scary, and I'm just a lady in the suburbs who lives alone, who drives around mm -hmm. at the speed limit, and so <laughs> I can relate to that. You know, <laughs> and that's what I'm writing about. How, and it's interesting. Go ahead. Well, no, no, you you go ahead. Uh, because I think I think, you know, with with your outlook and, and all the many things you've done, uh, you, you can probably go in almost any direction because, I mean, you're writing a column, you're writing a novel, you go do history, you do research. Um, you obviously love what you're going to do. I was going to ask you how big a deal. And, and I guess this is the industry that you work in how big a deal or what has the difference been with audiobooks well there's no difference except that audiobooks are booming and i love them for yeah. the same reason i love talking to you but when you go because i like first of all we're storytellers right and we're also right. people who love to listen to stories like who you grow up going tell me a story mm -hmm. even a joke is a story a cartoon is a story you know so that for example what happened to ben is i for any book i write I actually read every single word aloud in my house. I live alone, so I can do this. I have three dogs. They look up. They're like, oh, yeah, we know that part. <laughs> like, oh, God, she's talking to herself again. But I, uh, the story, good writing will read like a story well told. And I love audiobooks for that reason. Because I, for example, I walk the dogs every day. It takes me an hour. Mm -hmm. And I listen to an audiobook during that time. Uh, and I like someone to tell it to me. And so audiobooks are a great thing. I think people, radio, podcasts, all your show. I love public radio. All of it has grown and blossomed. What I would love about it, besides the fact that it's just constantly great stuff, that the content is great, that also that I get a little control of it. I don't have to listen to what someone else wants me to listen to. I grew up in the era of, you know, there were three channels and you watched them. Right. Um, well, this I love the control of this. If I'm in a mood for 
uh, something more lyrical, I'll listen to historical fiction. If I'm in the mood for something that moves fast, I'll listen to a thriller. If I want some good news, I'll, I have podcasts I listen to or interv- I listen to radio interviews all the time. So how great is that? Like this culture and as difficult as these times are, you know, I think anybody writing a novel today, or I'll speak for myself, you just want to connect with somebody. People picking up a book, they're just trying to connect with somebody. We are all seeking that connection. The arts have always, always served that purpose, even though I think it's a little sub rosa. It's not always appreciated or understood. And so readers and listeners, they develop empathy by reading and listening. And those of us who are lucky enough to do both live in a really kind of like a state of grace, I think. So people listening to this, I mean, I'm grateful that they're listening. I'm grateful to that you're talking to me. And I think this is what we can do for each other as humans. You know, part of the, what this novel is about is living through a really difficult time and trying to find your own power. This guy, Jason Bennett, he's the dad. He doesn't really conceive of himself as a hero, but he, you know, I end up, I realized today he ends up having greatness thrust upon him to a certain extent. He has to rise to that occasion. And don't we all? Right. In these days, don't we all? Are you feeling, are you feeling, uh, well, I think, I guess it maybe depends where we are in in the world, but, uh, optimistic now with COVID appearing, I say appearing to be, uh, you know, moving away or at least into the background. Uh, is that, is that good for you? I mean, what, what, how did you fare during the pandemic? Well, sadly, I've had people be very ill. I haven't been ill. Um, I am, I'm vaccinated and boosted. I feel optimistic because of, because of what else I was just saying, you know, you're so lovely. It's wonderful to talk to you. We are talking to each other more about these things. I get that people have doubts about vaccines and stuff. I want I want to talk to those people. I want them to read as much as they can. I want us to talk about these things to each other. And the more we do, what, whatever the issue is, politics, the war in Ukraine, these are difficult, difficult, really impossible times. And they are made better when we are open to each other and we exchange ideas. That's the foundation of this country. You know, I'm a lawyer and I have been a law professor, an adjunct law professor. The First Amendment was the First Amendment for a reason. To the founders, it was the exchange of ideas and dissent that would produce the best results. And that's still true. So that as long as we're talking to each other, we're in great shape. If you're in a place like Russia where you're not allowed to talk to each other, you're in terrible shape. Yeah, where you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on, and you can hold up a blank sign, and people come and arrest you. I thank God every day that I was born in this country, every day. And so that's why I'm optimistic, because we're here. I I don't know why I thought of this, but when I was looking up your column, your your column that you share with your daughter, um, the Philadelphia Inquirer, which is, is, I've always, I've not really read it, but always heard of it. And always thought that's one of the great papers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny. I relate mm-hmm. to that paper from the ad that they used to run in the New Yorker that I remember where everyone is a cartoon ad. Everyone was reading the paper and there was one guy that wasn't or something. And now I think I bet they can't run that ad anymore because yeah. what's happened in that industry. But right. as you said, right. podcasts and all these other things, we have a lot more things going on, too. Right. Right. And I think it's so important. I try to support as many different things as I can. Local journalism really matters. National journalism, they, they, they're they muckrakers. They find out the truth. 
and I want them to have the resources. So, but I love that that every you know sort of a, a real element in what happened to the Bennetts is that there's crime fiction bloggers, crime bloggers which didn't exist. You know, I remember reading True Crime and Ann Rule. Well, that's exploded. Everybody now can solve a crime. And, right. and that's true. And that's a good thing. You know, people can research and dig and learn and have internets and go to public records. And all of these things are searchable. And, and I wanted to explore that in the novel. What effect does that have on a, in a family like the Bennetts, which is in the thick of it? Does it help? Does it hurt? Um, you, you know, the challenge for for novels like this, and I hope I met it, is that you have to write it credibly in this modern, modern time, which is hugely tumultuous yeah. at every level, right? Institutions failing us or everybody's got views. And it isn't the way it used to be, but it is new. And it is, I think in the end, I'm hoping it will be better. And I think too, and I'm saying this as somebody that... Um, been around the planet a while. And, and so you, you always have this tendency to want to flash back to something, but I love your bit on the ice cream again, from your column, where you're talking about that ice cream sandwich that you had as a child, a fourth grader or something. And, you know, it's just fun to, to go back and do that because yeah, they still sell ice cream and there's always this stuff, but to give that perspective and of course do it in the way you do it. Um, it's just f fabulous to read. And that's, oh. it's fun to, fun to think about. That's very kind of you to say, Steve, because that's really what I'm hoping to do. And you're very, very kind to have read those. And people can read them, as I say, on my Facebook page Sunday mornings. I think uh, as long as we keep talking to each other on shows like yours, we're going we're gonna to be fine. We're talking. Well, we got to go. Lisa Scottolini, the book is What Happened to the Bennetts. Uh, great luck with that. Great luck with the opening of the box. <laughs> <laughs> which is what live on monday right tonight? monday night oh. 7 30 eastern time to, oh. right tonight 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 yeah here we go I right up hair. to the moment here all right well thank you lisa we, we will be watching i appreciate that so much stay well all right you too bye-bye bye now